For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of The Mac Rumor Show. Today we have another special guest. Um, we are joined by Sarah Dietschy. And if everyone knows the tagline, let's say it all together right now. So Sarah Dietschy rhymes with PG. Rhymes with PG. That's I, me. <laughs> I, I, I hope everyone at home said it or in their cars. Uh, <laughs> but Sarah, thank you for joining us. Obviously, we're always here with Hartley. Um, but I wanted to first start off with something kind of special that you had going on over the last few weeks that I'm super excited to check out, but you guys just launched a new accessory line. You wanna tell us a little more about that before we get into the iPhone stuff? Oh, definitely, I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. It's been a crazy month, you know, <laughs> Apple event set aside. Yeah, we decided to uh, basically launch like an entirely new brand. So at the heart of it is our iPad stand that is really, um, the core of it, really, I'm a big iPad user. And so a lot of the time I was like, hey, I love all these stands out here, but I would love to have a stand that's also great for note taking. Um, you know, it can get down into a great writing position, drawing position. And it started from there and it escalated pretty quickly to where now we have, you know, a cool set of stands, a dual wireless charging stand, a heavy metal headphone stand to kind of just like complete, complete your desk setup. So it's a cool suite of desk accessories. And we raised over 400,000 on Kickstarter. And now it's like, where the rubber meets the road and we're excited to get these delivered to people over the next few months. So I have used the a stand that I really liked in the past for iPads and it's still a great stand, but looking at this one, like I'm incredibly excited. Just everything <laughs> about it. It's so well designed. It looks super Thank nice. You. The fact that you can adjust it the way you can with the tilt and everything and the height adjust like I mean, yeah. the unofficial tagline is like, use your iPad as an iPad again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then if you don't want to use it as an iPad, you can do that, too. Like, it's definitely it's, it's literally from the looks of it. I haven't messed around with it yet, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing positive, you know, initial impressions. But from the looks of it, it looks perfect. So I'm excited for that. And then just okay. the rest of the accessories, like they complement each other so well. Um, how you. involved were you just real quick uh, with the design process and everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so luckily I'm, you know, working with incredibly talented engineers and designers at Moment. And so really it started with, you know, I brought them some ideas and they're like, okay, we're going to see what we can cook up. And, you know, while we were designing the actual stands, we we're also trying to figure out the branding. I'm a terrible promotional person. I didn't even say the name, but the name of the brand is Lab22. And, um, and so it took us a little over a year, but, you know, the process would be, Hey, I want this, that, and that. The designer engineer would, you know, have their powwow and they would come with, you know, a few slides with three or four different ideas. And that was super fun for me because I got to kind of just nitpick and, and look and say, oh, I like that about that. Or let me send you a picture of this for inspiration. And oh my gosh, that's amazing. Great idea. Let's go with that. But then a little, you know, let's take a little over here and bring it over there. So, um, it was so fun for me because I got to work with really talented designers um, and engineers, Jordan and Eric over at Moment. And so, um, so yeah, it was this brand was kind of built with an hour a week, just all of us doing the powwow over Zoom, um, tweaking things week to week, getting samples. And um, so it's crazy to see it in the real, real world. This is my first real experience beyond merch, I guess, in building physical products. And it is very different than digital <laughs> i can i can only imagine but honestly i mean for your first time i feel like you guys kind of killed it they look great <laughs> thank you um and so yeah super excited if you guys want to check that out i believe it's shopmoment.com slash lab 22. Mm -hmm. yep 
And then uh, because we just wrapped up our Kickstarter, I think we're going to set up a pre-order. So any necessary links will just be also on the website, shoplab22.com. And yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for, thanks for shouting it out. It means a ton. And we'll, we'll, we'll have some coverage on it um, shortly so we can like actually give you impressions and everything, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to try them. Yeah. I mean, me too. Uh, Definitely. But um I think you guys did pretty well with the Kickstarter, right? I mean, what, <laughs> yeah, only just a little exceeded K. your goal. So, like, you don't have to hear it from me. It's and, and us. Like, I know people are going to maybe think, oh, an, an ad read to start. This is not an ad read. This is something that we're genuinely excited to talk about. And, like, uh, the amount of people who have already invested in this project, it, I, I, think, I think it just kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I, I really appreciate it. Cool. Now we're going to make the switch over to iPhones. Hartley, we iPhones. had some iPhones that came out and uh, we've we all, Hartley, did you get a, did you get, which one did you get? I did. I got a 14 Pro. Okay. So I think we're all probably in the Pro camp. Yeah. But lead us, let's start, I'll have you start off with your thoughts on the, we'll start with the the the, the base models of the iPhone 14 and then Sarah, you're probably the only one who actually got to. I, I messed around with it for a little bit, but I have to admit my attention was not super locked in on the on the on the, the base models. So um, mm-hmm. we can we can chat a little bit about it, and then we'll move on to the pros because I think that's where everybody is really interested in everything. I don't. Definitely, I kind of. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of set it up for both of you to talk. <laughs> 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 so I'll let you guys decide. One of you two. One of you two. Figure you it first, out. You first. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think the base model, even though the form factor obviously hasn't changed a ton, um, it's good to see a lot of, you know, camera features like active mode, cinematic mode, all those things that you would think would kind of be, you know, reserved for the pro. Um, But it's interesting seeing active mode in real life. I think a lot of people are discovering that, oh, iPhone image stabilization is already so good. So this is going to be used in very niche scenarios, you know, and I definitely have more opinions about the pros, but I think the iPhone 14 is going to be a beautiful upgrade for anyone before an iPhone 12. You know, I think that's really what this update is speaking to. If you have an iPhone 13, it's kind of like, well, you're good, right? You're you're most likely good. <laughs> this is the first time I've joked about, this is the first time that that meme where like they they show like iPhone users you know, iPhone 13 users looking at the Pro and it's just like the same thing, but they're still excited. Um, that that actually applies for the first time ever where I think it's like, yeah, it's pretty much identical. I mean, for the most part, there's a couple of things that- Generation you know, over generation. Yeah, why don't, Hartley, why don't you talk about the, the the few things that are different so that we know. Hartley's our, uh, our main source of knowledge and information on the show, Sarah. So I just refer to him for everything that I don't know. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, great, to have, to have it's great to have that. I think the kind of the issue with kind of viewing it as a generation over generation uh, small upgrade is that some of these things that are really big innovative features like um, emergency SOS over satellite, you can't really easily test that. Um, And the same goes for crash detection, obviously. And these things are definitely going to be really useful to people, but they're not the sort of thing that you would run out and and buy an upgrade for, especially if you've already got an iPhone 13. So you've kind of got to rationalize that these are exactly as you say, Sarah, for um, users that have got slightly older devices. And for those people, if you were looking at getting an iPhone 13 or an iPhone 14, I think the iPhone 14 would be pretty compelling, especially um, with action mode and with the improvements to the camera. You know, the pros have really overshadowed the camera improvements of the standard models this year, but those are getting some pretty big camera improvements as well. The sensor is bigger. Um, we've got a larger aperture. So it is. it should still um, be, be quite compelling from multiple different perspectives. I actually haven't had a chance to test out the standard models camera. Have you had a chance, Sarah? Yeah. And, you know, I tested it and it's one of those things where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, th- this looks great. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think a lot of the um, a lot of honestly, probably more coverage should be around the selfie cam. Um, but it's one of those things where I think the biggest thing they talked about is, hey, the selfie cam now has autofocus because, uh, you know, it's a bigger sensor and we actually have genuine depth in our selfie photos now. And just through my initial testing, 
it wasn't, you know, it didn't really go zero to one. It wasn't that like, oh my gosh, I can tell the biggest difference. If I wanted blur in the background, I would probably still use selfie portrait mode, you know? So even the, the biggest, like if you put the iPhone 14 out on a normal sunny day, you take any images from any of the lenses, they're going to look amazing. It's, it's been that way for a few years. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I think a lot of those upgrades they talked about, I, I, I will say, I guess the improvement on the flash on the pro has been significant. I still need to talk about that in my videos. Um, the flash looks great, but, um, did the iPhone 14 also get those improvements with the flash? I don't think it did. Um, I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't think they did. So, so yeah, I mean, anytime there's a sensor bump, great that means it's letting in more light but um yeah it's one of those things where i did some initial testing i'm like oh yeah this looks great my mom who has you know an iphone 11 if she upgraded to this iphone 14 she would be ecstatic her pictures of you know the cousin's babies would be three times better right um <laughs> but but yeah it's one of those things when you're seeing upgrades every single year you're like oh yeah good good bump you know oh, okay yeah they <laughs> They kind of all just blur together because, like, it's it's really when you start to go back, like you said, a few years, then you're like, oh, yeah, no, that looks really good. But, like, you know, when you're going with these models and you're going year to year, I definitely think they're they're marginal. But, like, you know, we'll talk about the pros. I, I think there is a bigger difference there. Um, but like you mentioned before, whenever – if I go out right now and it's a sunny day, I think any camera that you're going to take, no matter what phone in 2022 that's a flagship is going to look – you know, perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. really focus a lot on the on the on the night, you know, photography. Um, with the fourteen, have you noticed any you know dramatic improvements there? Or is that kind of still the same as what we've been saying? Yeah. Again, maybe I should do more thorough testing, but kind of just living with it and you know, kind of the dark mode that I go into with my office. I kind of did a side by side uh, selfie comparison and. Uh, I guess I will say the biggest difference is when you start to do that in comparison to the pro, I feel like there's obviously not as much difference now in right. between the pro and, and the normal phone, which, um, you know, I think that's probably the biggest difference where if someone isn't, I guess, a pro or isn't using their camera as much as maybe a YouTuber would use, I think they're still like my parents. I think um, the iPhone 14 camera system has gotten to a point where it's like, oh, you're going to be more than good. But um, yeah, the low light, I focus a lot on the selfie stuff and um, there wasn't the biggest difference. I, I honestly don't focus that much on comparisons, um, but but yeah, I I probably have more opinions about the pros. I feel like I'm not going to have as many you know, spicy takes here with the iPhone 14. Let's let's, <laughs> let's go to the pros here, but for real quick, there is something different with the with the base model 14 or with the base 14 or whatever. And that's the bigger version which none of us here have had. The, well, you had a chance to check it out, but you haven't had like real world testing with it. You had a very exactly. limited do you want to give us your thoughts on that limited sample? Is it literally just bigger version? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got to check it out at the Apple event, and I, I think the I think we're gonna have an iPhone XR moment because um, or XR or whatever the heck that thing was called, the Coral. Yeah. I call it the Peach Phone. Um, <laughs> but I remember when that when that came out, you know, the battery life of that thing was insane, and I think we're gonna have one of those moments with the iPhone 14 Plus where you're like oh, okay, if you want battery life, this is the phone that you get. So I haven't had, um, you know, an option to really test it out because there's a later date for that phone. But uh, my limited use at the Apple event, obviously, it felt almost exactly like the Pro Max, just lighter, obviously. Um, and so I think, I think Apple's line on that with the best battery life ever, um, I think that's going to be finally a line, like, you know how Apple always has like marketing things that they yeah. push on, but then, you know, a month later, you're like, oh, I really don't use it that much. Right. <laughs> so I think this will be the one thing that kind of hits home. Well, you don't um, have a choice oh, but to life. use your battery. So. Plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm I'm excited to to test that out. Yeah. I think that the, that, the, that the plus model is really quite interesting in terms of just how popular it will be. And the reason that I wasn't expecting to be so interested in the Plus is just because of its pricing, because it's only $100 out from the Pro. So for some customers, I think that's going to cause quite a predicament because you're going to have to weigh up. Do you want that 
48 megapixel camera do you want? Uh, the telephoto camera, um, you want the new chip, I mean, all of these upgrades that we're going to get to with the Pro models. Or do you want that bigger display and added battery life? And I think for a certain segment of customers, the kind of people who are on the edge of being prosumers, that's a really hard decision to make. And I don't, I, I don't know, you know, normally I'd be quite confident telling people which model they should buy. I think in that instance, it's really quite hard to say um, for a lot of people. And the Plus model, yes, it definitely would be really popular for people that want that bigger display and don't need the Pro features. But ProMotion is tempting, and that always-on display, the always-on display is something that could tempt a lot of people. So I'd be interested to see what do you guys think about whether people will kind of choose the Pros because there's only $100 in it. You're right. The 10R was, the price was killer, and that's what made that phone... So good. And so that plus price tag. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure because in my experience with the always on display too, I, my initial testing, it was one of those things where I kind of just left the screen on with the pro max and I made sure uh, the display was turned on for 24 hours and the battery only dipped 5% with some notifications coming in and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is great. This is negligible or wow words. Uh, this is not a big deal. And so <laughs> what is that word? Ne negligible? It, it negligible. That's the word, right? It's, it's they, Monday. <laughs> yes, so it's Monday. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say now that I've spent a ton of time, it's like where the always on display actually sucks the batteries just in use when it's changing different environments, it's changing brightness, it's kind of turning your phone on when you don't want it on, it's buzzing you for the face ID when you're not trying to log into face ID. So um, I recently turned off always on display and my battery seems like it's almost back to iPhone 13 levels when it was pretty bad before that. So um, I think as more people have testing and do follow-up videos. Some people, I, the consensus might become always on display is amazing, but if battery life is important to you, if you have the normal iPhone 14 Pro, um, you might turn it off anyways, which is a shame. Um, but hopefully with some updates with iOS 16, maybe we'll see battery improvements. I don't want to just completely, um, you know, rail on it when we've only had it for, you know, a week. So we yeah. shall see. So, I guess we could probably wrap up the 14 and just move right to the pros because that's what we all just really want to talk about. Um, but I do have a couple of questions before we do move on to that. So the first question is, um, we all have to use eSIM for the 14. And I put out a tweet that I didn't expect to like get a whole lot of like traction on. Um, I really just said eSIM sucks and <laughs> that is it. And it's only because my own personal experience was bad. It wasn't meant to be a serious tweet. Like, I have no issues with electronic sims if everything works correctly. But it didn't for me. Did any of you guys have any issues with eSIM or no? My process was super smooth, actually. Um, really? Of course. I, yeah, I was switching from a previous iPhone. I have AT&T, so I don't know if it's carrier to carrier. But I basically went in and just said convert to eSIM because my iPhone was being logged in with the same Apple iCloud account. Uh, it was like almost automatic on my other phone where it said transfer eSIM and it took a few minutes and- Were you on boom, eSIM before? Done. No, I wasn't. See, what about you, Harley? Did you have any issues? No, well, my uh, my model is a, a UK model. Oh, so, so you I still have, have a, okay. a lovely little uh, SIM card. Right? Harley, do, do me a favor, <laughs> do me a huge favor, okay? Return that, get the space black because this is the best color in my opinion. And then <laughs> I'll return this and get you and we'll just switch. Okay, cool. You just send me oh, that. I don't know. I don't know if I would wish wish eSIM on myself. I mean, I, I will say I have heard a lot of people have had good experiences with it. Sure. Um, it just seems to be a pretty mixed thing. You know, some people that say it goes really well, it seems to be such an instantaneous thing. People are surprised it's so easy. But then if you have problems like, uh, like And then it's probably that. not those people who are tweeting out. Like, no one is probably going to be like, wow, the eSIM experience yeah. <laughs> was so seamless, right? right. It's I the mean, people I, who are struggling who are going to be, like, annoyed. I only said it sucks because out, I, yeah. I was literally annoyed by it because – yeah. You, you can say that it's a great process, it was fast, whatever. There's nothing faster than taking a SIM. The only process, the only part, right. part of the yeah. process is finding a SIM ejection tool. Once you find something <laughs> to open up the tray, do not try to tell me that that's easier than just taking it out and putting it in. I, I We do this all the time. 
with mm -hmm. all the phones we get in. And that's another thing for someone like me and you, Sarah, who, who do test a lot of phones, it's going to be a real pain when you want to like try something else mm -hmm. out. Um, and maybe you don't end up liking it. And within like 15 minutes, you're like, nah, I'm putting my SIM back into something else. Like it's not yeah. an easier process. And I know this is a very small sample size of people that are going to have that issue, but um, I understand the benefits of it. But for me, I was on um, Visible. Have you heard of Visible? It's the yeah. like Verizon sub company. Um, and that's probably where a lot of the issue, they're just not set up for it. And, you know, I liked the price of the service, but um, I think it was time to just kind of head back to proper Verizon or proper, you know, any normal company that can do it. But yeah, they, mm -hmm. they weren't set up for it. They can't transfer physical or yeah, physical to eSIM without any issues. They've been having so many issues. And then I still mm -hmm. don't have my phone number. It's been three days now. Um, I'm running off a temporary oh, number. Yeah. So anybody who's calling okay. me, I'm sorry. I cannot answer you. So yeah, hopefully by today I'll get my number back, but we'll see. So, so really it's probably the people who are getting screwed over anyone outside of the big three of T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, right? I think there are um, some but... people who are still getting like issues, but it's been faster to get. Well, here's the biggest thing is Visible is an all digital company. I love the idea of it. Oh, it's not great. They should be on it. Yeah, it's not great when you are trying to access support because they have no phone number. Yeah. They only have a chat in the app. And the biggest thing that was the most frustrating to me, I would have stuck with them had I just been able to talk to somebody in the 48 hours I was trying to get yeah. this done. But every time- well, even Verizon is terrible with that anyways. But like, like even if you, you were on like the parent go company. into the store and like see You're right. someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like four stores on my block. Like I can at least hit up one of them, but not yeah. here. Like I, I had to go on, I went on, I was on it for three hours. I left my phone and it just like puts you in a virtual queue. But at this point oh. it was like, I didn't even have a number assigned to me. I got a number assigned to me two different times over 12 hours. And when it got down to like the last two people where it would have been my turn, the app would crash every time and it would kick me out. Oh, you're giving me like PTSD. No, yeah. And not, so I hate I just, that. I'm reliving it and getting angry again. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. I, I got up the next morning. I went over to Verizon. I'm like, hey, can we switch? But the problem is they have to port my number and that's something they have to do manually. So that's what I'm waiting on now. But either way, that was yeah. not fun. <laughs> I mean, honestly for i guess techie people you're you know we're gonna be able to figure it out but i can't imagine someone oh. who just wants their phone to work going yeah. through this process i guarantee you if my parents did this they would be done they would switch completely and just be over it so mm -hmm. i'm really glad it didn't happen to them but yeah when that moment comes i'm not looking forward to those phone calls having to help them out because i yeah, honestly are, can't are do anything about support? it yeah for your family the moment i walk into my grandma's house or even my cousin or aunt they just like hand me their phone or ipad and they say fix yep and i'm like what and the the, the zoom will be turned on oh, where yeah. only like a part of their screen is like zoomed in and i'm like going to accessibility and they're like oh my gosh you know you do it in 10 seconds and you're like the savior yeah. for the day but it's kind of yeah. cool though because you feel like a magician because they're like, I know. Yeah. they're like, what? How did I've been? I've spent three days trying to get this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you exactly. just turned off cellular. You're like, your your cell your cell network's fine. You just turned off the toggle and the. I don't know how you don't keep know doing how that. you did it. I don't yeah. know how you keep doing that. Literally, my parents do that at least once a week. I'm like, please stop doing that. Just leave your control center alone. You don't need oh, to. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because they could probably accidentally turn yeah, off your cell cellular just, like, control center. Somehow which you they don't pull even it need down. That there. No. Yeah. Why no is one that needs there? that. No one needs no. that there. Um, so, Hartley, I'm jealous of you. Sarah, I'm glad everything went well for you. Um, my next question is, what models did you guys get? Did you go Pro or Pro Max? Well, I know you have some of them for review, but which one are you, like, mm -hmm. choosing to use as your main device? Yeah. So I have the Black Pro. Such um, a good color. Yeah, it's very clean. Um, the Pro Max... I was looking at it like, oh, I might need to switch when my battery life was was failing on the Pro. But ever since I turned off the always on display, it's back to normal. So, But then that's one of those things where it's like, well, you're not using one of the biggest new features. And I actually like it um, because I'm always needing to know the time. <laughs> um, and so, and also, let me just go on a little tangent. I don't know why, but I've been using my MacBook more. Um, I'm probably going to switch back to my PC. But when you put it on do not disturb the fact that it like darkens the time 
is very <laughs> frustrating to me. Um, but anyways, that's why the always on display having it on my desk setup has been very handy, you know, but um, so I, I'm not sure I might switch to the Pro Max, but it's just such a big phone, you know? And so I don't know, is it worth the battery life bump? I'm not sure. Maybe I just carry around chargers with me all day and keep the always on display on the Pro. I'm not sure yet. Hartley, which one What's did you get? I just got the uh, the standard 14 Pro. I, I I was very tempted by the Pro Max. I am every year, but this yeah. year I, I just sort of, I think I can take the battery life hit just to get that extra little bit of one-handed use, I think is yes. important. Um, and you know, I don't have huge hands, so I know that I really need the, uh, the smaller model, but it doesn't stop me every year going to the Apple store and just trying it and thinking, oh, maybe, but you know, that's just my, my yearly ritual. Mm -hmm. So I have both pro models and every time I do this, every time I will pick up one or the other, whichever one I'm not using all the time. And I'll sit there and think this feels really good. It, whether it's the smaller one or the bigger one, every single time this happens. And then I switch this. This is where the SIM card switching would be super easy. And I do that. And then I would say after a week, usually whenever I go to the pro from the pro max after about a week, I'll pick up the other one and I'll be like, yeah, I got to go back to the pro max and the battery. And so that's what I'm using the pro max. Um, always on display has been okay. I do have a question about that though. Um, I haven't been watching it as much, especially since I haven't had my number on it. I just, there's really no point in really using it that much. Does the, when notifications roll in, I've noticed sometimes it brightens up the screen. Is that only because you recently used it or is that happening all the time? Cause I don't, I don't see it happen all the time. Honestly, it is so many things are so random. So depending <laughs> on how bright my room is when I go to bed at night, sometimes the always on display will stay on all night or sometimes it'll turn off within 30 seconds completely because mm -hmm. it thinks that it's in the pocket or in my purse because it's so dark in my room. So when it comes to notifications, um, I think I've noticed kind of like a, a, a blend of it. I, I don't think it brightens your screen fully when you have, because I, I, I usually use my uh, phone on silent. Um, so maybe it lights up the screen when it's not on silent, perhaps. Um, oh. I'm always on silent. I've noticed that like if I just interacted with it and put it down and it just mm. turned, like it just gets there, like a second later, a text comes in, it will like lock, like unlock the lock screen basically to like mm. and brighten it up. Hartley, you were about to say something. Yeah, I, I think that generally there's still quite a few bugs with these devices. I know they rolled out um, iOS 16.0.1 um, straight away to fix some yeah. problems with FaceTime <laughs> and a couple of other things. But I'm pretty sure that there's still some uh, problems with always on, you know, I've had it where I turn low power mode on and always on turns off. And then I turn low power mode off, but the always on display is not coming back on. So yeah. uh, there's some there are some <laughs> and I think that battery life is one of those things. Because I came from a iPhone 12 Pro, um, which had I think the, the battery health was at 89%. Uh, my brand new 14 Pro is definitely worse. Yeah. Um, straight away and that was on the ios 16 beta the uh 12 pro and the battery life was not wow. great after having the beta installed so something's going on with the battery life you know you take a look at twitter and it seems to be pretty widespread so i'm sure that's something that will come in the next few weeks i think it's pretty mm -hmm. normal when we're looking at quite software reliant features um with things like always on and the way that um these features are optimized for there to be some some early bugs. I mean, by the time this, this podcast goes out, they may even be fixed. So we can't, we can't yeah. judge that too soon, I think. Hey, I plan to edit this super fast. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's pump the brakes there. Well, this will be out and everyone will, <laughs> there'll be the same bugs. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I've experienced that too. And it's one of those things where I kind of have the same sentiment where it's like, Hey, let's give them time. All of, you know, these new features are very software heavy and dealing with very new features, like always on display for iPhone. Um, so that probably is the biggest thing, but at the same time in general, like this has never, that's what iPhone does. Great is in the past, they really don't release things when something as vital as battery life gets sacrificed. So, um, in my testing, this is the first time in a while that, we've had bugs to this like scale, I feel like it feels like. Yes. And of course, there is this camera issue as well. I don't know if either of you yes. have experienced it. The shake. I, I haven't experienced. Yeah. 
I, I had it when I was, um, I was trying to, to scan in a, a new credit card and the camera was just going crazy. I didn't know what was, what was, what was wrong with it um, because you can feel it. For anyone that's not experienced this, the actual <laughs> device is vibrating from the camera. What? Um, and so you, you like, and, and, and I was trying to force quit the app as quick as possible because I thought if the sensor is being shaken inside, it will damage it. I didn't know what was wrong. So I, this is also something that, is, uh, that definitely needs to be resolved. I just hope that it's not a hardware problem because there's a lot of debate over what that is, mm -hmm. but it definitely is only in third-party apps, so it would suggest that it is only software. Okay, so it's not when you're trying to take a picture or anything. I'm gonna say, well, not not in the camera app, but, right? Like, you know, like you're not Snapchat out, like you know, taking a picture, of, in a, you know, yeah. of your mom, like happy birthday, mom, and your camera's like shaking like crazy. It's not doing that, right? No, it's okay. okay. It's okay in that situation, but it, it's still okay. like it's pretty startling because it's not sure, just yeah. that the, the camera it's is so shaking inside. It's 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 you can hear um, it it you're slamming from one side of the socket to the other, the sensor inside, <laughs> and it's shaking the whole phone. Like it's, it's, it's actually, like, it's, it's, yeah. It, yeah, that, but it's, I mean, when I thought it was just me, I thought, oh no, I'm gonna have to go and return this. If I, is it damaged? But it's kind of a yeah. relief that at least it's happening to other people. You need well. to take a video of that with your other phone and send it. I want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't it's, know it's, it's all happening. over Twitter. Yeah. It is, okay, I'll have to check it out. I, I, after this weekend, after this week, as you can probably tell just from your own workload, I, at once Friday hit and it was time to go, I was done. I'm like, I'm not I looking at you. anything. I didn't even have a phone that works. So I was kind of sick of it at that point. So um, I just kind of mm -hmm. tried to use it as little as possible. So yeah, I, I yeah, it's crazy. Even... Those two weeks of just Apple event and yeah. then, you know, review units and then content. I feel like I got my first eight hours of sleep um, in a while this weekend and it was so good. I just like cleaned <laughs> our house and slept and, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'll worry about everything on Monday. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, I'm, I'm done for the weekend. I can't do this anymore. Um, oh, you, you know what I did on, on, on my Saturday? I went to one Apple store and on Sunday I went to another Apple store. For so I can't say that I was, I was signing off. Was it because of the shaky camera or just because you're trying to get some stuff? No, it's not. so uh, one day wanted to go and have a look at the cases, have a look at them in person and, and choose one out. That's why I cho chose this nice, nice orange. Um, Team and then orange, on go. Sunday to go and, you know, set up, set up some Apple care. So I'm going, and it's nice to go to one of the flagships when it's, uh, when it's really busy and there's a new device, it's good, good atmosphere. And you just want people to Apple recognize things. you, Hartley. <laughs> no, no one recognizes like, me. Oh, Hartley with the, with the good voice. Maybe Although, they do. Maybe they do. I don't know. A lot of people probably sound like you where you're at. So not as low in oh, timber, probably, though. They yeah. don't have the that's, timber that's of the voice. Possibly. possibly. Um, Dynamic Island, we all hyped it up. Now that we're using it daily, is it still as hype worthy as, uh, as we made it out to be? I think it's cool. It just needs to be refined a bit. Um, I, I kind of tweeted this out, but it's one of those things where I find myself using it a ton, but when I'm using it, I'm like, oh, there could be more functional features here. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm on a phone call and I'm also on email or on Twitter or something, definitely don't check Twitter on phone calls. But <laughs> a lot of times you need, you need to mute your headphones, right? Or your microphone. And so it's weird that when you click the always on display, the only options are switching in between AirPods or speaker and then ending the call when it's like the thing that you need for quick access is muting and unmuting. And then like podcasts and music, having the visualizer there looks really great and it's really cool for demos, but it's like not functional at all. So I would love to see, you know, when I'm listening to a podcast, um, you know, instead of a visualizer, you know, maybe we have like a skip forward 15 seconds. And obviously that's just for displaying info, but it'd be great if we had some more functionality even beyond just the long press and then clicking on it, if that makes sense. It'd be cool to just have the 15 second skip or, or something up yeah. there. So I'll, I guess I'll give it time for refinement, right? I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people are upset that you do have to long press for the functions where rather yeah. you would, are you team tap? Like, I think that's, it just makes the most sense. Why do I want to, I don't want to go into the app. The whole point of that stuff being there is to give exactly. you just quick, quick access. So just let me tap exactly. it and get the widget long press for the app. I could be wrong. Hartley, exactly. you're usually, you're usually on the other side. Uh, yeah, of this. I don't I know. It doesn't bother it. me. I can see it. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. I hadn't really thought too much about it, but as you're saying it, oh, I was it's a thinking, big topic. Because mm -hmm. it's it's meant to look like a physical piece of the device. 
like a button almost. And so I kind of feel like you should have to press it, uh, long press it to get physical feedback in a way that you wouldn't by touching a part of the display. You're meant to feel like it's something separate. But I don't know. I, I haven't thought too much about it. I, I will say the one thing I do agree with you with, Dan, because I, I saw you tweeted about it, was the little uh, microphone indicator. Oh, yeah. um, and it it's, annoys the hell out of it's me. Way it's out in right way out right field. What's happening? And yet, if you Wait, use where is this? App, it's it like it nicely in between. Hold on. It's, <laughs> I'll see if I can get the photo up. But it's literally like when you have, I think it was, I was on Discord on a headset and like I was in a voice chat and so it showed that the microphone was on but the microphone like yellow dot that's usually there was not there it was all the way over here look I don't know if you can see this it's all the way like literally oh here I have to oh, that's my face. Funny. all the way yeah. off the screen like and it should be between the two cutouts of the display yes. so for a lot yes. of a lot of times it's shown it should be there but for some reason Apple is choosing in in a lot of implementations to actually put it way over the other side. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it's supposed to be there, though. Like, if it was next to some of the yeah. other icons, I would make sense. Well, everything else of... moves to make it make space for it. Yeah, it's like, it's right like, it's like often to the, it's like the bottom right. It's like almost off the screen entirely. And I thought it was part of my wallpaper. And I'm like, what is that? And then I realized <laughs> that it just like, I don't know if it just like lazily moved and dragged itself over there or uh, <laughs> I don't know why it was there. I don't know if that's a bug or in, on purpose and that someone thought no, that was I a good idea. Intentional but. thing, but it doesn't make sense because you've got that that space between the two yeah. actual cutouts in the display. And I think um, talking about the things that Dynamic Island could do better, that's one of them is to actually make a little more use of that space. I know it's only you know a few pixels in in length, and they yeah. can only get a little indicator in there, but they could definitely put both a camera and a microphone indicator in there, um, and maybe you know some various other privacy indicators, some little icons um, for different things. I mean. I don't know if it's possible to fit the waveform in there and put that um, vertically, perhaps. But they can be doing something with that that space a little more. Um, but I will say the illusion of it all being display was great because I thought that when you just touch the actual camera or when you just touch the uh, the true depth uh, camera array, that you'd have to kind of hit the edges of it or in the middle in order to get it to respond. But it seems to me that wherever you touch, it seems to respond great because you seem to sort of overlap onto the edges of it. So it seems like a really responsive um, experience to me. I think it's pretty well polished for for something that's this new. And mm -hmm. even better that it will it get iterated on through software. I mean, this is going to be something that we see get better every year now. Have Has anyone seen any third-party app? No, no one's had any third-party applications with it, right? That's interacted with it? Yeah, so they're, they're starting to roll out. So um, Apollo for Reddit has uh, started to introduce some interesting stuff. You get a little icon That's on top awesome. of it. That's awesome. I love theirs. Yeah. Oh, is oh that sorry, that is my where it just goes around? Roomba. Oh, you're... <laughs> We'll take a we'll okay, take a okay. we'll take a couple we'll take a break while your Roomba cleans up. <laughs> I know I sent it back home, but it still did it. So no worries. Vacuum thing, but yeah, Apollo that was amazing. Little cat emoji or whatever. And there's also games that interact with it, so uh, kind of like Pong, but it uses the Dynamic Island as as uh, a surface in the game so that people are taking advantage of it but it will be interesting to see when it matures yeah um, and really people get a better sense of how to properly Im implement this how it will be useful because some people are saying that and i'd be interested to know what you both think about this that dynamic island should be used for notifications as well that it should be used a lot more widely and i'm not sure it should <sighs> because i think it should be like contextual information it's something it's not notifying you of something it w it's not showing you stuff that would be on your lock screen that would pop up as a notification um, but there are definitely loads of other times when it could show you that contextual yeah. information and it's not doing that right now. I feel like there's going to be some weird overlapping if that starts happening, but I understand it because I feel like the dynamic island is best when it's displaying information that you wouldn't have other than like the timer. I mean, that's the best use case. You know, it's not something you have to press, but it's displaying the, you know, how many seconds you have left, or maybe you're recording a voice memo and it's letting you know that it's still recording as you're scrolling on Safari and stuff. I think that's when it's best. And so having, you know, maybe a notification that would come through and you can glance at a text message or something would be fine. But um, I don't know. I'm also like, for, for some reason, notifications on the new home screen, maybe it's just because I'm so used to way, the way they used to be. Like, I almost like when they, because I get, I guess, so many notifications. 
I almost like when they started from the top and then I had so much space to see all the other notifications. Yeah. But now obviously widgets and stuff are, are taking up the screen real estate and now it's starting from the bottom. And for some reason, not as many, I don't know if it's iOS 16 or whatever, but um, for some reason, some notifications, if I just get a text message, just aren't popping up on the lock screen the way they would. Again, that might be some quirks that they have to iron out, but I'm almost like, okay, let's not do anything to notifications before um, before maybe we figure them out on like the lock screen. And I don't know, the new animations are nice though. I like how they come in like normally, but it's almost like everyone figure out the perfect way dynamic island's going to work, work out the lock screen, work out all these things, and then maybe we can get more creative with it, right? Because <laughs> I feel like so many things are already like a little broken that I'm like, okay, let's take our time here, guys. Did you change the notification settings? Because I, I think there's three. It's like list, count, yeah. and count I is changed the new it one. to yeah so i changed it to list me too um but yeah that <laughs> was like the like first before. thing that i did yep. <laughs> exactly wait wait um, were yeah. you on the beta before um i was on my like second phone so i wasn't using it day to day as i am now okay. but um like occasionally yeah i haven't noticed it yet but on i was using the beta pretty much since day one i it worked fine so i just kind of left it uh, but i did notice a couple of weird bugs and this one being to every couple of days or so it would just change itself back to mm. count the notification settings and i'm like what is yeah. happening like am i accidentally doing that somehow or is that no yeah. it would just randomly change from and i have to go in and change it again i don't know if you experienced that i haven't noticed it on this one yet so i don't know if that's like it was a beta bug or what mm. but yeah yeah i haven't experienced that but the annoying thing is i will because I'm, I'm so used to using that lock screen as kind of, you know, notification hub, right? Yeah. So if I have a text message coming through and I did the stupid thing where I did like a clean install of everything. So none of my saving, saving or settings went over to my new phone um, just because year after year I had been yep. doing that transfer thing. But I'm like, there's too much junk. But now I'm having to go through all of the settings and like change everything back. So now my WhatsApp messages and Twitter DMs are all the same notification, which is a problem. So I'll go back to that lock screen to say, oh, what what gave me a ding, right? But then it just won't be there for some reason on uh. that main lock screen. So that's the biggest struggle I've had with notifications. I haven't had where it goes back to count. But, um, but yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. I know we have to advance and new features. We've been screaming at Apple, hey, revive the lock screen. It's been the same for like a decade, right? But now that things have changed, I'm kind of like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like messing up my flow, but I'll give it time. I'll get used to things and hopefully, you know, we'll get a few updates. So, Hartley, what are your thoughts on the always on display before we, or well, we'll I'm sorry, dynamic Island. My bad. Did you, did you, well, I have, I have, I like dynamic Island, but I do have more interesting thoughts. I would say on always on display because, oh. um, I would say that I, was not a fan of this feature when we started talking about it when this was coming out in the rumors when we were talking about it, i was thinking oh you know that won't be useful you know i've got always on on my apple watch sometimes i even turn it off on my apple watch i don't know how useful that will be i can just glance at my my watch if i want to see the time or the complications and i i was such a skeptic of always on and within hours of having the always on display on my desk and just giving it a try i really like it i really like the ability mm -hmm. to see the time um, I, I undervalued it's, it's it's I mean you may as well just have a clock on your desk especially if you've got a nice you know MagSafe stand uh, mm -hmm. you know one of Sarah's stands on your desk uh, maybe um, <laughs> to see the to see the not the perfect time. sponsored yeah. or um, just yeah <laughs> typed about plugged <laughs> um, go ahead but and plug it again it looks so nice <laughs> thank you thank you no I feel that um, though it, it's been nice it, and it just, it, it makes it so useful to see uh, that information just at a glance, just in your field of view. You know, I thought I won't like having just an extra screen looking at me all the time, um, but it's it's just, it's it's underrated, you know, just having a clock, just having a clock in your mm -hmm. field of vision. It's it's great. And I will take a little battery <laughs> life hit for that. If it gets better with software, that's, that's the one thing. Listen, I agree with you guys, but I find it hilarious that we're like, 
It's so nice to look down and see the time when we could just look it's up so and simple. look at the look at the time on we'll your MacBook your screen. You've got a well, no, it. but remember what I said. I always have mine on Do Not Disturb, oh, that's and right. you can't. It it's freaking black. You can't see it. Yeah, I don't understand that feature. We'll give you we'll give you a pass, but I know there's so many people who are like oh, I could just see the time. You know what? What it's really useful. It's the time and the notifications because we all know yeah. macOS notifications are atrocious. Yes. So they and don't widgets. sync well. They don't sync well. So like, yeah. you want to be able to see. I that's what I like. I like looking at the time and seeing like, oh, a notification rolled in that maybe I want to deal with, or maybe I don't. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, okay. I just think what it's are funny. y'all's widgets on your home screen? Because that's what I found. Because I have the times in, uh, you know, East Coast, West Coast, London, and right. then I have like a little market widget that lets me know if the market's crashing or not. And so that, in addition to that the time, is very great. That one would give me severe great. anxiety, so I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving that one out. <laughs> so, well, what are your widgets? Yeah. You need something, you need another widget next to it that says, it's okay, breathe, you're fine. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're lumping all the display stuff in, so can I just say that the best feature that I used yesterday for the first time is the new 2000 nit outdoor brightness screen. Mm. Like it is, mm. I was at a football game and my wife has the 12 pro max and we're sitting there before the game starts and we're just looking at our phones, whatever. And I look over at hers and I'm like, like squinting. I'm like, how do you, I had sunglasses on. So I took them off. I'm like, how do you, I can't see anything. And I pulled out my phone and like, you can tell when it goes from regular, is it 1500 nits of brightness or 14? Anyone? I think so. We're going to go with that. Uh, One of those numbers. Uh, uh, 1,200. Okay. It goes from standard 1,200 to 2,000. You can see that bump up. And it looks like you're just inside. It's Mm -hmm. one of the nicest things that they've added because whenever I'm outside and I can't see the phone when the brightness is all the way cranked up, it's incredibly frustrating. And that is not an issue. Have you guys, like, seen that yet firsthand or – it's better with dark mode when you're like scrolling in dark mode stuff because yeah. to test it out initially, I just had um, like Twitter pulled up and it wasn't on dark mode. And with white screens, you really can't tell immediately. Yeah. Um, but I think when you switch over to like dark messages, you know, when your phone's in dark mode, it, it you can really tell. And I think it is, it's not one of those things that you can just snap on. Right. It seems like it really depends. Like, have you, how bright is the sun? Like, yeah. how long have you been out in the sun? Does it really know that it's in the sun? <laughs> it's kind of like the always on display where you kind of don't know what flavor of brightness you're going to be getting. Well, as you can tell by my white, like tan line here from my hat, um, there was, we were in direct sunlight for like four hours. And so, Love it. uh, it was nice to have that, you know, ability the game on the other hand, where we lost, uh, in mm-hmm. the last second after everyone leaving the stadium, thinking we have won is oh, very what sad. Game? I'm still sad. Um, I'm a Browns fan. So everyone, you know, mm. let's, let's, yeah, let's all, let's all mm. groan. Yeah, within mm-hmm. two minutes, not to go into football talk, but, you know, we were up like 14 points with two minutes left, and somehow they scored two touchdowns in two minutes. So that's cool. Always fun being a fan of sports, you know? Yeah, sports ball. I sports gave up ball. on the Cowboys a long time ago. That, Growing hey, up they, in Dallas, it was like, won. I know, and I, they but that's how they suck you in. And, that's well, how they that's suck how you in. Yeah. They 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 win once and you're like we're going to the Super Bowl and Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys all the way and then you know the first playoff game they just lose miserably and then you're back to you know the start and it's just a mess. So I don't I don't let them suck me in anymore. I'm done you, with it. You got to let you just got to let them in. That's what they want. <laughs> I try not to fight it. I'm like, "All right, just take me. It's fine. This is my Sunday." Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a really cool feature. And then I guess we have to go into the cameras because that's like the other biggest thing here. Um, I have not, I've taken some photos, but I have not gone deep, like down into that world yet. That's going to be my task over these next few days. But um, have you had a chance? I've, I've tested out the 48 megapixel thing and I've cropped in and it looks perfectly fine. Like not an ounce oh, of Oh, it's actually crazy. Yeah, not an ounce of resolution lost in my opinion. As that's how we measure yeah. resolutions in ounces now. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Once you bring it into Lightroom and you start, you don't even need to pixel peep. It's it's like so obvious. I feel mm-hmm. like I did just like an initial um initial comparison in my first video and I want to dive deeper, but a lot of people are calling it like over sharpening and stuff, but I don't see that at all. Like yeah. it is just it is super clean and crisp. 
Um, it makes me literally want to shoot like all pro raw on my iPhone, although I don't need the 80 megabyte images, no. which is just <laughs> insane. Right. But for, for those images that matter, I'm like, okay, I'm going to switch over more to this, um, now because it's, it's actually kind of crazy. No, I'd agree. I, the, a bump in megapixels was what I have wanted from iPhone cameras for years. I mean, this is the first megapixel bump since the iPhone 6S. Um, even that was, I believe, from 10 megapixels to 12. So to go all the way from 12, all these years later, all the way up to 48, and it's actually delivering. You know, for years, people said, oh, it's not all about megapixels. You know, all, all of these other factors really count, but they are using these megapixels and mm -hmm. the difference is is incredible to me that you can you can take i would get if you get a new iphone 14 pro anyone listening just go and, and stand somewhere and take one photo with pro raw and one photo without and just pinch to zoom in and you can just keep going and it just looks so good um on little details and i agree it's not gonna be something for every photo with how big those images are but if it's something that you you really value and you want that ability to crop in um this is a really significant change um for iphone photography in a way that i don't think there has been for really quite a long time so i'm, I'm mm -hmm. excited to use pro raw now i i previously pro raw didn't get me excited you know i didn't i didn't heavily use um professional uh image editing applications um, unless i was you know really putting a lot of work into to a to a single picture but now with pro raw the fact that i can get that extra resolution um it's it's hooking me in um to a little bit more serious photography in a way that um, the iPhone just hasn't been able to do before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Dan? I mean, as, yeah, as but... someone that's a lot more video focused than me. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, when you're at those games, I mean, you know, if you're in the <laughs> in the stands, you want to capture those memories. moments and zoom in. <laughs> I don't want any memories of what I saw yesterday. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Actually, I did take some pictures. I haven't had a chance to look at them because I've been crying and sad. Uh, but I will go back and look at them because, yeah, I mean, it, the other thing is, and I think we, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but like being able to have that 2X kind of optical zoom. Oh, yes. But like, I really like it. But like, it's not really, but it is because of the megapixel. Like, that's a huge advantage mm -hmm. for us now. Yeah. We have, what is it, like a half? You have the two, you have the three. And am I missing one? Just the regular? main sensor no, uh, yeah that's it. so you've got you've got four different levels yeah and it's so smooth moving between them you know years ago um if you would try and scroll yeah. through them you could see when it jumped <laughs> so from janky. One to the other. Yeah. now yeah. it's it moves through them so smoothly and coming uh from a 12 pro like i say i didn't have the three times telephoto and i was not looking forward to moving to three times as i was expecting to when i got my next upgrade so i am so pleased now that i can get that focal length that i was used to um, so it's 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 again a really practical, useful photos and and uh, photo and videography feature um, in a way that every year I don't know if they're so useful. You know, cinematic mode is that really something you're going to use all the time? Mm -hmm. But that ability to have a sort of telephoto is great. Well, the 4K yeah. 20, yeah, yes. I think your team and it has got better right? in iOS 16 as well. Yeah, and I will say the thing uh, when you throw cinematic mode now to the telephoto lens, it it's like butter. So cinematic mode was kind of pointless last year, but through my testing and also for the first time ever, I finally figured out a uh, HDR workflow where, cause previously, you know, when you're using iPhone footage, it's usually because you want something fast, right? And you want to airdrop it to your computer or a G drive. If I'm on my PC, I throw it into my video, boom. Previously, if you had HDR um, or before I just stop being lazy and looked up how to do this. But previously, <laughs> if you just did that, you know, it would look super blown out and just washed out and bad. But I finally figured out like a color grading workflow and a conversion I can do in Resolve. And now that I'm now the combo of like telephoto cinematic mode, HDR, going through the process of coloring it. And at that point, you should just use a real camera, right? But it is so good. Like the colors are so good. I'm so sad that I've also been sleeping on HDR out of laziness too. Um, I think there's like a really good blend of features now um, that actually aren't completely useless. Cause like, am I gonna use, you know, 1080, 30 cinematic mode when all my stuff is in 4K 24? Nah, <laughs> so. Good to, good to know your team 24, I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. I know there's a big debate about that, which is really not a debate in my eyes, but yeah. Yes, have, I know. Now that we have that available, and also action mode, um, mm -hmm. I mean, 
I haven't tested it yet, but the gimbal quality, is it really, I know it's at 2.8K, so it's a little bit, you know, you're losing a little it's, bit, but. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, again, iPhone image stabilization is already so good. Yeah, I know. So for anything other than you being on a mountain bike, you should probably just use the normal cameras and keep the resolution. And like, that's something I mentioned too. I was like, and also if you're like an extreme sports person and you're mountain biking, you're probably going to have a GoPro or something. Yeah. And at that point you're not strapping an iPhone to your chest. So um, we'll see if that actually is productive in people's lives. It's probably for that very niche subset that is going hiking and might get lost and needs to use the emergency SOS and, you know, <laughs> needs to use these features that I probably will never use. But, so um, go hiking, yeah. film yourself in action mode, and then hopefully you don't get lost. But if you do, satellite connectivity, boom. And if you have the ultra on your wrists, I mean, exactly. This year's diving. update just like screamed California, you know, yeah. it's just so obvious that all of Apple so many of Apple's employees are in California, right? With all the hiking features and stuff. Can't wait to use, to not use any of these features while sitting at my desk in Ohio. I just, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, is there anything else for the pros that we wanted to talk about? I mean, I think the camera is something that, you know, more, we'll have more stuff on very soon, but like, there's definitely a big upgrade there, especially even like we said, we've been looking at it from the 13's perspective, but obviously the older you get, the camera just becomes an even bigger upgrade. Um, I would like to see a better zoom. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to get the whole Samsung space zoom thing, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I've seen images of that, they, that people take of the moon with space zoom. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why, but I want to be able to do that on my iPhone. I don't know why I'll do it one time, but you know, maybe if we could just get a little bit better zoom uh, out of. I think out that'll of be next year, huh? I think so. I think that will be. You know, I I I do get a lot of flack when I start talking about next year's iPhone rumors right. already. What's your but, job? Uh, next year, uh, it looks like that at least it will it will be an exclusive to the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, um, and it will be the first uh, uh, periscope camera system. So, so that will go. enable. Okay. Um, it probably will be. Uh, 10x or possibly 12x That's which fine. would be a, a serious boost in that area we don't need a 100x but like just something a little better than what we have now you know and then um i would imagine 8k recording would make its way once we have a better way to transfer those large files yes USB-C. um yeah. it would make sense would you use 8k um, Sarah? I think so. um probably not <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm just now, yeah, I'm just now getting into like not being lazy with HDR. So yeah. it's one of those things where, but again, different people, different stages of life and content creation. So I've, you know, I've had five or six years of testing everything all the time, but now I feel like I'm reaching the point where I'm like, I just need my Sony cameras that work the way I know they're going to work. I just need the the phone with an expected, you know, cause like 8k, I'm like, that's going to take probably forever to transfer. It's going to fill up my hard drive. So, um, it would be one of those things that would be a niche feature that might come in handy. You know, if I'm like in New York and I'm trying to capture, you know, a skyline or even like an interview, right? If you're using your iPhone for an interview setting, you can use that 8K to crop in and make it seem like you have two different angles. So I totally understand that there's use cases, but when it comes to your shooting on an iPhone, it's like, well, even the Samsung phones with 8K, yeah. uh, they, they looked amazing, but it is really to just like have a new thing to put on the spec sheet, I feel like. It was great if you don't move. If you do move, it ends up being as shaky as Hartley's camera on his iPhone that's freaking out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you can't sit still with it. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah, um, yeah. But it does look good. So, I mean, I, I just want to know what Apple will do. I don't know if I'd ever use it either. I just want to see if they can, like, how they would make it better than some of the other yeah. phones out there. They it's, do it's, it in their own way. Yeah. I think those are the key features. I mean, we've talked mainly about the the main camera, but um, we, and we mentioned a little bit about the the front facing camera as well because they're the same across the standard models and the pros. But um, it's it's difficult to sort of un, uh, overstate quite how significant of a camera upgrade this is because you've got computational improvements with the photonic engine that affect all the cameras, but all of the camera hardware is different um, across every single camera on the device, and these are quite significant um, spec bumps and significant new features. So I think that, you know, some years we look back at iPhones and sort of think, well, was that really pro or, you know, 
was that really justified as a pro um, camera upgrade? I think this is probably the first year when we can seriously say this is a serious camera upgrade um, yeah. that that actually makes a real difference and can actually be used in pro workflows um, in a bit more of a meaningful way. And even not in pro workflows. I mean, action mode is great um, if, if that's what, what you need or... Um, even the 48 megapixel, just to be able to crop in a little more, it's 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 useful um, in a way that I'm not sure it has been for for a little while. Um, and then we haven't touched on the A16 Bionic, but I don't know if uh, that really excites people. I, I mean, yeah, in, it's like if my iPhone can keep chugging along, that's yeah, the only like, thing that matters, right? <laughs> in day to day use, I'm not like something doesn't like freeze up on me, and I'm like, damn you, A16. Like, no, it's just. <laughs> I just assume it's the software and I just move on and it's fine. No, I mean. That is that is uh, true, isn't it? That's funny because I've had some apps like stolen out on me, but instantly I'm like, oh, iOS 16. Yeah, you know? like we, it's, it was weird. Like the software definitely takes the hit and it, we, it could be the hardware. None of us would ever know. Like we would never yeah. figure that out. But I think it's because you can like, you know, our experience also on iPads, on like, you know, iPads or iPhones, you can edit like a 4K video on LumaFusion yep. and do all these crazy things. So I think we've pushed these devices to their limit. So when Twitter crashes, you know that it's probably not, you know, right. the chip. <laughs> I would, it's fine. Yeah, it seems fast. I mean, I ran some benchmarks. Uh, they're fine. I don't know. Hartley, do you have any more in depth to it? You brought it up, so I assume. Uh, well, it's it's interesting that it will be the it's the first uh, four nanometer chip, uh, and that's yeah. going to be it's going to be a little bit of a transition for Apple before they move to three nanometer. But this will be the chip that we see Apple using for a little longer than normal, especially if it's going to be used uh, in the standard models next year. So it's a nice little it's a nice little upgrade. It's it is it is genuinely a little bit more technologically innovative than the A15 was because it's being made with that new process, but. You know, I don't think we we get too excited about uh, iPhone chips in the same way we we do about Apple Silicon uh, well, for the Mac at least. They're going to have to prolong it. We're starting to run out of nanometers here. <laughs> like, yes, we, we keep yeah. getting we but keep getting down. And just, <laughs> we can't have zero. So I mean, I do have one last thing that we should talk about, which is color options. Okay, and particularly the the space black and the purple because i think those are the things that people people are excited for so firstly is the space black uh, black enough and is this is the deep purple purple enough uh, yeah the purple i f i feel like they should have been more bold with i'm going to be mm -hmm. honest like if you go purple go purple it's but i think it's a little too I don't know. It's like I, I view these as in the see, same family. In your color, but see, in, in the way you're holding it right now, okay, now that you've moved it away from the light, now, see if, yeah. if you turn, now it looks like it's black. But then when you yeah. turn it that way, right there, boom, light hits it, it's purple. And then now it now it's not. So yes, I, <laughs> yeah. Apple doesn't do bold though for pro phones. They just don't. And I well, it did Sierra, Sierra blue was interesting. The blue the was yeah. Sierra blue was it. It also looked kind of gray in some lights. So maybe yeah. with the I think they call it the uh, it's like a is it like a I think they call it a vapor deposition process or maybe that's just for the frame where they they uh, they use um, particles of metal on that frosted glass and they only do it on certain colors to give it that effect where it sort of changes color um but i don't think they're making it change color between interesting colors they're making it change color between right. uh, you know gray and purple or yeah. gray and light blue um do you so guys remember the note the aura glow from the note it was oh, like yeah. rainbow and silver oh that was my that was so favorite cool. let's do yeah. that I mean, can you imagine something like that from from Apple? And I feel no. like the pro crowd, like, no, right? But I feel like the pro crowd is the more adventurous crowd. I don't yeah. know. So I feel like that special color should, like, make it fun. I don't know. I would love to see, like, a obviously, like, an orange or, you know, a peach that maybe goes a little bit more silver or gold even. Um, but I feel like they could get a little, I don't know, fun with it. I think this is the best color. It's probably the most boring one, but it's, like, the closest we'll get to matte black. I think the black stainless is like the best part about it. I don't know. It just looks really clean, like you said before, Sarah. So, I mean, the per I have the, the purple. Apple's been listening, right? Because it's what people wanted for such a long time is uh, a matte black iPhone since we last had the, it was with the iPhone 7, I think. 
It's not so like it's, full it's, on matte black, but it's it's getting but there. But it's nearly. It's, it's I think you can't you can't complain too much. I think with it, yeah, so it I, especially in in a, if you're not in a brightly lit room, it does look. Uh, it's 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 pretty close. Yeah, I am. Um, I think it's a good color. I mean, it's the best one of the of the the four available, and purple's probably right there, I guess. But I don't know. I think the fourteen colors. What what were the colors for that? Was it the same thing, just different shades? There's like a lighter blue. Uh, no, it's, there's blue, purple, and then uh, product red, midnight, uh, starlight, and that's it, I believe. Yeah. But the blue product I think red. is really nice, actually. Yeah, the yeah, blue is pretty. Red. The product red is Product gold. red hops. Yeah. I would take a pro. Remember, what was the one, the only one that they did, right? Was the plus? Was it like the seven plus, maybe? It's like the only yes. bold pro phone, like biggest one they... So I mean, why why can't we do that? Let's have a product red edition of the iPhone 14 Pro. Yeah. We'll just wait for the the mid cycle color refresh that there probably mm. will be. You know, oh, what, what, yeah. maybe will green yeah. be coming back? Again, I will say this was that was my all time fave. Yeah. Yep. You know, I felt like this is good enough for a main color, but maybe that's where they have to be creative. You know. Mid yeah, because they've got to motivate those those as someone that is going to be prompted to buy an iPhone when it's already six months old. Uh, yeah, they need to they need to do something special with those colors. Yeah, I wanted that copper one that was rumored because that's like yeah. the closest we'll get to orange. I don't know. Um. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up because that is really it. There's not a whole lot to talk about with the fourteen. The fourteen Pro, in my opinion, if you're looking between the two, I think we all kind of agree. Um, go with the pro models because that's where you're going to get the best feature set for what you're paying for. Um, also, definitely go check out Lab 22 if you need some accessories for your desk setup. And Sarah, is there anything else? Would you like to you know take the floor here and plug anything else? Oh man, I just appreciate it. Thank you for having <laughs> me, and it's it's so fun to chat with you guys. You know, I like I feel like I know you via Twitter and you know, macfingers.com, oh, but it's, it's good to <laughs> chat with you in, in person. <laughs> yes. In person. Um, yes. And thank you for joining us. I know that our schedules don't always align, but like, thank you. For oh taking yeah. Thanks for out. making it work. And thanks for oh, the patience. Oh, Judy no is in the corner sleeping now. We had some cat drama this morning. So. And some robot <laughs> vacuum drama, but like that's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah. I truly appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks guys.